Hassan in Swahili, dedicated to all you beautiful people around the world. We say, Jumbo! Greetings to the Global Mission Podcast. My name is Richard Lewis, your host, as we discuss the issues of worldwide missions and the task of the Great Commission. I recently returned from West Africa. I had the privilege of teaching 20 men from a North African country that is closed to the gospel. This country is so opposed to the gospel that anyone who becomes a follower of Christ are subject to imprisonment or death. In fact, this group of men took a two-week break from their studies to go back home to visit family. And one of the students told my colleague, rather matter-of-factly, if I'm not killed or put into prison, I'll see you in 15 days. Now that I'm back in the States, I wanted to share my reflections on my most recent trip. My first impression was that Even in the most closed countries of the world, God is at work. You will not see any headlines of church growth, mass conversions, or a people group movement in this country for the foreseeable future. However, even in the most difficult of situations, the Holy Spirit continues his work in the hearts of men and women. After these students, ages ranging from 21 to 59, returned from their two-week trip to their homes, they reported that 10 people accepted Christ and some of those new believers received baptism. A risky venture to be sure, but a reminder that the gospel light continues to shine in the darkest places. The depth of darkness in this country is so great that one of the students stated that for years he never knew there was any other religion besides Islam. All of these men are first-generation Christians, and through their faithful witness, the light of the glorious gospel is still shining. As I think of other closed countries, such as North Korean, Yemen, and Saudi Arabia, I am confident that in those dark places, God is at work, and I pray for the secret disciples in those countries. My second impression was how important specific training is within context. When I was asked to teach this group of men, they wanted me to specifically talk to them about how to contextualize the gospel. This country is 95% desert, and they are from a tribe that is primarily herders of cattle, goats, and camels. Too many times our teaching is a cookie-cutter approach on any given subject including using models and illustrations that are foreign and irrelevant. These men live in an oral society. Though they can read and write, much of their communication in this country is through stories, proverbs, and cultural illustrations. I have an advantage in teaching this subject as my history and missions is with tribal and semi-nomadic people who are also oral communicators. So, contextualization is not a theological studies of sin or redemption, 
nor illustrations of Christ as Lord or King. A better way or a contextualized way in presenting the gospel to those who know little about Jesus is to introduce him as the Good Shepherd and how the Good Shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. And those who become followers of this Good Shepherd know and follow his voice. We talked about the farmer who went out to sow and a hundred other references that can be used from the Old and New Testament in the context of this particular class and people group. Context is as important as content in communicating the gospel in a unique cultural setting. Our discussions were varied and the questions from the participants were wide-ranging from posture of prayer to polygamy. When the discussion turned to secret disciples, I shared how that in India there are many believers who have yet openly declared their faith, mostly because of the repercussions they would receive from family members. When I asked them what they thought about secret disciples, one guy answered, we're all secret disciples. He went on to say that in his village, the imam, or spiritual leader, is a hard guy. The student is still expected by his family and community to go to the mosque to pray, though his prayer is to the true and living God and through Christ Jesus, not Mohammed. Most of us in the West don't really understand the life of a secret disciple. I have heard well-known pastors even state that there is no such thing as a secret disciple, that if you are a follower of Christ, you are to declare your faith openly. But this is a flawed theology or interpretation. In John 19.38, it speaks of a well-known secret disciple by the name of Joseph, and it reads, Later Joseph of Arimathea asked Pilate for the body of Jesus. Now Joseph was a disciple of Jesus, but secretly because he feared Jewish leaders. Like Joseph, fear of religious leaders and family pressures is why many people live their faith underground. In time, like Joseph, hidden saints will declare their faith openly, but until then they quietly share their faith with family and friends, trusting God for the outcome. Another takeaway from this trip was the importance of collaboration and partnership. This training is provided by Streams of Living Water, an organization out of Egypt which is committed to training Christians living in North Africa and the Arabic-speaking world. While it is difficult to nearly impossible for North Americans to serve in this area of the world, the work of global outreach is not confined to the work of Western missionaries. Indeed, while the Western missionary force is diminishing, the Church of the South is increasing. And though while the American missionary is unable to be on the ground in these restricted areas, we can still play a role in the global outreach by partnering with those who are able to serve in these closed countries. As I reflect on my time working with these North African believers, those secret followers of Christ, the word privilege comes to my mind. Privilege was one of missionary Helen Rosevere's favorite words. She said, 
The privilege he offers you is greater than the price you have to pay. The privilege is greater than the price. There really is no cost, only the privilege of serving the King of Kings. No matter what the Lord has called us to do, whether great or small, it is indeed a privilege to be in his service. Well, thanks again for listening. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, I would encourage you to go to our website, lewis-training.com. Until next time, may God bless you and those who faithfully and boldly served out the promises of God. No problem.